Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. And welcome back. Welcome to July. And if you can believe it, of course you can believe it. You have a calendar too, I'm sure. Uh, Welcome to the second half of the year 2022. I think that it was uh, July 2nd, actually, was the 183rd day of the year and officially brought us halfway there. Cue the Bon Jovi living on a prayer. It's weird. Uh, usually summertime has me feeling footloose and fancy free. Summer is my favorite season, hands down, and it usually brings me this feeling of lightness and a ready-for-anything attitude. I want to be more on the go, and I'm up for things besides just like being home cuddling in my PJ pants with Clyde and Jason. Clyde's the dog, Jason's my husband, just in case you're not a regular listener and you need an introduction to the family members. Anyway, this year, this summer, I'm feeling a little bit more introspective right now than usual. And I think it's because the first six months of the year, while not impeccably busy with going places and doing all the things, they have been extremely impactful. Personally, uh, and in my own business, I put myself out there a lot, and I've also simultaneously taken a lot in, a lot of information, a lot of education, a lot of thoughts, ideas, feedback. So I'm in this place right now where I'm just kind of digesting it all, everything that has happened personally, professionally, everything that's going on in the world at large right now. And while there is some really serious and heartbreaking stuff going on. At the same time, I have butterflies in my stomach and excitement about what I'm building and what is to come. And like, I feel this dichotomy. I feel more charged than ever to get really clear on the change and the impact I want to make in the world. And so I share this just to give you a little bit of permission to say it's okay if you are also feeling many, many things at once right now, and that might even feel confusing or sticky or weird, you might be full of ideas and also simultaneously stuck. You might feel excitement for things in your own life and your own business and also grieving with and for others. You might be angry and you might also be grateful for the things that you have or You might feel none of the above, or you might feel all of the above. I think this episode is going to give you a little bit of an opportunity to explore some of that and get a little bit of clarity on it. Um, And if you're new here, real quick, as you heard in the intro, I'm Emily Aborn. I'm the leader and founder of She Built This. In addition to this podcast, She Built This is also a community of women entrepreneurs. We gather online and in person as a way for women to feel connection, access resources and education for their growth, and also create these lasting relationships that impact our entire lives. I'm also a content writer, and I would say that the very best way to learn about everything we have happening in She Built This is just to visit shebuiltthis.org, where you are invited to dive in as much or as little as you like. The theme of the podcast and in She Built This this month is communication. 
Now, in in deciding on this theme, the irony here is that, you know, even preparing for this episode, I was really struggling to get to the root of what I wanted to communicate with you. Now, for the record, I know I'm in charge. I could have just changed the theme. But honestly, I felt like I really had to go forward with this one because I don't choose the themes. They choose me. So anyway, my original intention was to make this a month of content building strategies and tips and all the things that I hear people struggling with all of the time around marketing and visibility, Um, and we are going to get into that. But as I started getting really curious about the word communication and this concept, I'm like, whoa, this is way bigger and more important than what I thought it was. It is a huge subject because it's a huge part of our lives. Even if you are the most quiet, shy, introverted, antisocial person going, communication still affects you. I have been thinking about uh, communication as it's evolved, right? And we just have so many modes of communication right now, so many opportunities for communication, so many communication modes and methods that we can take in and also ways that we can get it out, right? And I wanted to share just like two examples from the animal world in my backyard as to how I see communication going down every day. So every morning, my husband puts out the bird feeder and the hummingbird feeder, and every night he puts them back in the garage. Now, we used to have more than just those two, but one night, the black bear in the neighborhood beat my husband to the punch and took advantage of a late night snack. So anyway, my husband was recently away visiting his sister and my nieces and nephews my niece and nephew in New Jersey. And I stayed with Clyde because everybody who babysits Mr. Clyde was gone and unavailable. And his boarding place had no room at the end. So I was responsible for the house and bringing in the bird feeders out, uh, bringing the bird feeders out and also putting them back in. So on Sunday morning, I woke up and I I woke up and I put the bird feeders out first thing. As soon as I went out there, there were already two birds waiting for me sitting on the top of the feeder like, chirping and I'm only assuming this but they were like lady where is our breakfast and they were saying it like very loud and clear so if you stop and listen next time you're outside you will also probably notice if you live in a place where you can hear the birds birds are a great example of these little creatures that communicate all day long also in our neighborhood uh, we have two roosters one of them came with some chickens that my neighbors got last year and surprise, he was not a chicken. Uh, Last year, he was just learning to crow and it was like funny and cute and he was like kind of quiet still. This year, he is loud. He is nonstop from four o'clock in the morning until eight o'clock at night. And I actually left my window open while I was recording this episode, just in case you can hear him. Uh, I thought that would be fun. So I know it sounds idyllic, right? Like, oh, rooster's crowing in the background, so country and, and lovely. But Personally, I do not like waking up early. Preferably, I don't like to be up before 6.52. Even better is like 7 a.m. Anyway, one morning because this rooster, and I sleep with earplugs, but I can still hear this guy through my earplugs. One morning at 5.50, I was up and I I don't feel good when when I'm up that early. And so I was a little bit annoyed at him. So I, I did some research into why roosters crow. And there are like five reasons, but one of them, is to tell other roosters who's boss, which explains why the two roosters in the neighborhood are going back and forth all day long. I wonder who is winning the war at this point. Another reason is to stir the hens in the morning and get them to eat their breakfast or food. Um, 
I'm sure that they don't call it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Anyway, the point of these two examples is that even in nature, uh, creatures are naturally inclined to communicate. They are, they can't not communicate. It's how their needs get met. It's how they accomplish things as packs. It's how they warn others of danger and signal that they mean business. And as humans, we do this in relationship, right? And we're a little bit like birds, actually. Like I looked up some statistics on this. We as human beings spend 80% of our time communicating. Two thirds of that tends to be speaking aloud. Uh, although I can see how, you know, depending on who you are, the balance would actually range quite a bit in that. Um, they say the average word count per day is 7,000. But obviously, I mean, you know who you are if you're well above that average or well below that. And I'm sure that there are those of you who are writing way more to bring that average up high, high, high. Um, So even if you're not speaking aloud, you are still communicating through body language, via text, in written word, with your facial expressions, with your hands. You communicate with yourself constantly. Your body, all of your cells are communicating to you. The list goes on, but don't worry, I'm not going to keep just talking about all the different ways that we communicate and experience communication. But it's often also so contextual, right? So what you might feel, let's say you're working out at the gym and you're lifting weights and your muscles are feeling like that um, that clenching, that tension. I obviously don't lift that many weights, so I can't even describe it fully to you. But if your arm were to feel that same way and you were not at the gym, not lifting weights, it would indicate that there might be a problem. Like maybe you had a Charlie horse in your bicep, you know? But if you're at the gym lifting weights, that same body signal, that same signal means something completely different. It means that you're building muscles and building strength. Communication, uh, when we say something in one place or at one time or to one person or in one way, it might have an entirely different meaning than it does elsewhere or even with just something very different, uh, very small and, and minor in our facial expression that we attach to it. Communication also is a ripple effect. When we push the inner messages, the messages of our inner world out, it has consequences. And these can be good or bad. It can create change. It can move us forward. It can pull us back. It can take us places, stop things, be a bridge, be a divide. So as I was thinking about communication, like I said, it is a huge topic. And for me right now, communication feels like this crazy energy inside me and something is just like bubbling up. So I I kind of wanted to use today's episode to start cracking the lid on this and seeing what it's all about. Communication is definitely a skill that I really want to get better at. Um, I want to learn to communicate effectively and I also want to learn to communicate for the highest possible good of the people that I'm communicating with. Now, communication does not always come naturally for me. There are definitely ways that I prefer to communicate. There are uh, frequencies at which I prefer to communicate. Sometimes it's too much, sometimes it's too little, said the wrong way. There are times I would rather just hide than communicate. And I have been known to blurt things out simply because they were on the top of my mind and those things did not need to be blurted out. I don't always communicate authentically. Sometimes I just tell people what I know is going to make them happy to hear or what I think is the right thing to say. And there are also times when I fail in recognizing that communication is a two-way street and I don't listen. 
Even when I don't know all the ins and outs of something like a topic as big as this, I don't feel as educated as I should be. Um, I can always be listening and seeking to understand. So as I learn and explore this for myself, I wanted to share three things for you to reflect on right now when it comes to your own communication. I'm going to share them and then we'll kind of break them all down. Number one, communication starts inside. The other day, I was meeting up with two business friends, Jamie Chapman, who is going to be on the podcast soon, and Shannon Giordano, who's been on the podcast before, talking about social media and how to communicate effectively using social media as a tool. We were getting together at a old mill an old mill building in Hudson, Massachusetts, which had a perfect co-working space for our day. I arrived so super excited and tossed everything into my bag, chucked my phone in there, you know, I'll find that later, picked up my water bottle, locked my car, keys, tossed in the bag. I'll also rummage for those later because Lord knows I can never put these things in the same pocket twice. I don't know if anyone else has that problem. Uh, and then I like excitedly went inside. Jamie was waiting for me at the entrance, and she led me down a long hallway, up four flights on an elevator, down another long hallway, and eventually we ended up in this place called the Writer's Loft, where we planned to get down to business. So I got myself all settled, pulled out my notebook, um, put my water bottle on the table, found my keys, found my phone, then looked around for my computer. Oh, crap, I said. I forgot it. So Jamie asked me if I wanted to go back and get it. And I was like, no, 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 it's okay. I won't need it. But inside, coming from my gut was like this loud and clear, Emily, go back and get your computer. The reason I didn't want to go back and get it was I was already five minutes late. And I didn't want to add to my lateness by being inconvenient because I'd forgotten something. And if I'm honest, I kind of felt like a little bit of a hot mess because I had forgotten it. So Jamie was like, are you sure you don't want to get it? And I was like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. <laughs> and then I'm like, at, at some point, you know, like internally, my book gut is like, just go get it, you doofus. And so I said to Jamie, you know, if I don't go get it, I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about it, getting too hot in my car because uh, it was like a hot, hot day. My car was like an oven and it would just be baking in the sun. So I was like, I'm going to go get it. So I ran down. I ran. I literally ran down much of the hallway, uh, onto the elevator, down the other hallway, out of my car. Okay. My computer was not in my car. It was on my car. In my excitement and haste of getting out and getting in there, I had left it sitting on the hood of my car. And the feeling and weight of the water bottle that I had in my hand was like what I had assumed was the handle of my laptop case. I felt so relieved that I listened to my gut and I just kept saying like, thank you to myself for listening because who would have knows, who knows what would have happened? You know, maybe it would have sat there all day. Maybe someone would have brought it in and left it at a shop counter. Maybe I never would have seen my computer again, but I was so, so happy and so relieved that for once I listened to my gut. I will tell you, I do not usually listen to my gut, especially if I feel like it's going to inconvenience someone else, annoy someone else, make me look like I don't have it all together. So I will shush it, outthink it, tell it all the reasons it's wrong and ignore it. And it was a really good reminder for me to this first point. It was a good reminder for me that communication starts from inside. Our thoughts, our guts, our hearts, they are so often telling us things and sometimes we just need to 
tune everything else out, and listen to what they're saying. And I do believe that when we learn to trust our gut and listen to that inner voice, the more times it's right, the more times it helps us to take steps in the right direction for us, we build confidence in ourselves and we build confidence in that voice. And then from a place with really clear internal communication, we can then better communicate with clarity to the world around us. Now, sometimes it's important to remember that what's happening inside is not always fact. Thoughts are not fact. Feelings are not fact. So internal communication takes a little bit of commitment on our parts. It takes patience. It takes awareness. It also comes down to... uh, an understanding of what you're saying to yourself, like your self-talk and how you talk to yourself. When you stand in front of that mirror, trying on the dress to wear to a networking event and you're berating yourself, that might be a moment you need to pause and ask if that's the message you want to be communicating to yourself. Like It takes a little bit of listening as well to what messages you're giving yourself. Um, When I give a talk or a speech, Uh, And then even sometimes on this podcast, I will admit I am guilty of not pausing. I ramble on and on and on. And often the feedback I get from people is like, it's okay to take a breath. It's okay to use a pause. Let the moment sink in. And I think it's the same with our internal communication. Like it's okay to think about something, feel something, sit with something. And then as you get clear on what's happening inside and curious about it and look at it from different angles and perspectives, even inside of you, what comes out is often more aligned, more intentional. And I can almost guarantee you it's going to be less harmful to those around you. So inside out communication really helps us when we're trying to make better decisions, when we want to make more change in the lives of others in a positive way, when we want to make a bigger impact, and when we want to create stronger and more meaningful connections. It all starts by listening to what is inside you. Uh, Even in, in relation to this episode, it took me like a week and a half to really get clear on what I wanted to share and bring to light in this episode. I had notes in my journal, my notes had notes, I had to talk out some ideas, sit with them, talk about more ideas, get feedback, and I'm sure I'm going to listen back on this and be like, oh, I wish I said this, I wish I hadn't said this, so it's not perfect, Um, and I should say inside out also might mean for you inside circle out. So sometimes we need to communicate with others to process. I I know that people process in different ways. Um, I'm not a great verbal processor. I often have to formulate something with inside my head first and then say it and then get a little feedback on it, sit with it. But I love consuming education, information, ideas, opinions, and then kind of like taking it in and figuring out what I think of it myself. Um, For me, it's usually when I sit down to write it or create something that I really discover what I think and feel. So maybe for you, it looks like journaling or talking with a close friend or just being quiet with it and contemplating on it and reflecting. Um, But yes, communication, point number one is that communication starts inside. And this brings me to number two. You do not need to say everything you think and feel, or you do not need to express everything that you think and feel. Karen Kenny recently did an episode on her podcast called You Create Your Own World. 
and I really encourage you to check that one out after you're done with this episode. She says in the podcast, here's the thing. We don't have to say or believe every damn thing that pops into our head. Now, this is unquote. (laughs) When I was a kid, I was known as the friend that would say just about anything she was thinking. Everyone always knew that Emma, that's what my friends and family called me, was they always knew what I was thinking because I would just say it. So if a thought or idea or emotion popped in, it must mean it's supposed to come out, right? And this was all the way through high school. So like when teacher, whenever something goes on my mind, like teachers knew, everybody knew. Um, I think I was still just like trying to figure out the whole self-expression thing and what that actually looked like. But to this day, I will say I'm a very open book and I do like to be very honest and forthright. But as an adult, I have been learning that not everything that goes in on in there is true or factual or even needs to be said. On that same day of co-working with Jamie and Shannon, I left feeling so excited and like elated about all the conversations we'd had and full of ideas and how to implement them. I also had this feeling about three quarters of the way through our day, like, in my mind, my mind was saying, oh my God, I'm so annoying. Like I, that mannerism of mine is a little over the top. It is really annoying. Cue the itty bitty shitty committee dialogue, right? When I got home, I had been thinking about this my entire way home, like how annoying I was. And I texted Jamie and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I hope I wasn't annoying. I hope I didn't annoy Shannon. I know I do X, Y, Z and it's like obnoxious, right? And Jamie was like, stop, breathe. The things that you think in your head are not always true. We love you just the way you are, quirks and all. Everything you think and believe is not fact. It's not always helpful. It's not always loving. And it doesn't always need to be said or expressed. And furthermore, like I know like the big thing on social media is to share everything. And people often ask me like, well, what if I'm a private person? What do I share? You can share whatever you want to share. And you also don't have to share with everybody everything that is going on. Like you get to make that choice. Um, Jay Shetty, I heard a great podcast of his and he says something to the tune of authenticity. I'm not going to get this exactly correct, but authenticity isn't telling everyone everything. It's telling the right people. And I think he says something. Um, But anyway, there are times when, you know, I have an opinion or a story about something and it's just not my time to share. It might not be accurate. It might be the wrong time. It might be the wrong context, person's mode of delivery. Uh, Maybe it's just not, I'm not clear on how it how I want to communicate it. There are all kinds of reasons, but just take a minute and think about that. Next time you're like, I must blurt this thing out now. There are all sorts of reasons you might want to pause and wait before saying the first thing that pops into your head. And as Karen Kenny says, believing the first thing that pops into your head. Um, and one other thing I, I notice as entrepreneurs, I think we We think that people always need to hear our opinions and know what our opinions are. And yes, you have a powerful platform and we can and should use these things for good. But it's also okay if you need to take a minute because you're not exactly quite sure what you want to say yet or how you want to say it. It's also okay if you don't want to talk. If you do want to talk, that's okay. If you just need to post about your business right now to get clients and leads, that's okay too. You get to choose what you communicate, how, when, and with whom. And you don't have to, but you also can. Okay, last one for today, number three, big piece of communication, listen. 
This is going to kind of tie the other two up in a pretty little bow because it's like 50% of the communication puzzle. Um, I love the way Krista Tippett says, listening is more than being quiet while another person speaks until you can say what you have to say. Generous listening is powered by curiosity, a virtue we can invite and nurture in ourselves to render it instinctive. It involves a kind of vulnerability, a willingness to be surprised, to let go of assumptions and take in ambiguity. The listener wants to understand the humanity behind the words of the other and patiently summons one's own best self and one's own best words and questions. Then she goes on to say, listening is an everyday act and perhaps an art Many of us neglect it. Listening is something that I really want to cultivate more of in my life. Last week, I was sitting on my porch talking to someone on the phone, and I had a relevant story to share in the conversation, which I wanted to use as an opportunity to create connection. Now, this person had done most of the talking thus far, so when there was a long enough pause in the conversation, and I only say conversation because there's a lack of a better word in this case, it was really just them talking to me, Um, I decided to speak and start telling my story. Now, about two words in, I could hear the person on the other line saying, "Mm, mm -hmm, yep, uh uh-huh, 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 yep, mm mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I like telling stories, and I had not even set the stage yet. I hadn't brought in the characters. Like, this person is already cutting me off. And I'm like, wait, I haven't set the scene. Um, But I kept going. And about a third of the way in the story, it was so apparent to me that this person was not listening at all. And I just like, I mean, I kept going, but internally, I just completely shut down. They shut down that opportunity by not listening to have a, a connection point, right? It's so frustrating when you are trying to share, create connection, nurture relationships, spread ideas, messages, thoughts, and somebody just isn't receptive to listening. It's like, you know what it's like? It's like having a microphone in your hand and the sound keeps cutting in and out. Kind of like it did at our She Built This Summer Gala last month. It was so frustrating. And it was not just frustrating for me, but it was also frustrating for the listeners because they were actually like missing some of these pieces of the message from the panelists. Um, and it shut down. It shut down my ability to give proper thanks and appreciation for the people that helped me make the day so special. I did, however, get a hilarious comment from one of the attendees saying that, The cutting out of the microphones reminded her of being on a Zoom call, and so it just felt like totally normal by this time. (laughs) But when we don't listen to one another, it's kind of that same feeling. It can be really, really frustrating, which is why I'm really trying to get better at deeply listening, asking better questions, paying closer attention. You'll hear me on this podcast. Like, I know I interrupt my guests sometimes out of excitement. I'm like, oh, yes, yes, I must say something. Um, and so that's something I'm working on, too. Because when I do, not only is it frustrating for the person that that you're not listening to, but if you're aware of it when you do it, it feels really awful. So if you are like me and you want to get better at listening, here is a super simple way to start. Like, super simple. Ask more questions. But um, bum no, I'll expand. Uh, when my husband and I were first getting to know each other, he lived in North Carolina, and I was like a bazillion miles away living in France. And the phone there never seemed to work. Skype was always like a hot mess. So we had to rely on text, email, and GChat to communicate. 
When we were first getting to know each other, we would always ask questions like if you were a kind of shoe, what kind of shoe would you be? If you were a magazine, what kind of magazine would you be? What are your favorite three books? Where would you choose to live if you could go anywhere in the world? It was a really fun way to get to know one another, build connection, and it was an opportunity to just like pull back and really listen to the other person. And we recently rekindled this fun spark and we got the game uh, Our Moments for Couples. It sounds super cheesy, I know, but it's it, it's really fun. It's 100 conversation starters that we've just been having a blast with. It gives us quality time, time to learn more about each other, not assume that we know what the other person is going to say. And for me, it's a really good practice to ask questions and then listen more. So those are my first three takeaways uh, here on July 6th, this, this, on the sixth day of the month. Um, these are my takeaways from Communication Reflection 101. Number one, it starts from within. Number two, you don't need to say everything you think, feel, hear, and it's not always fact. Uh, and number three, listening is a huge piece of communication. For those of you listening who are entrepreneurs and maybe communication feels like this hard topic right now and you're not really sure how to begin. You're always frustrated by having to communicate your message in your marketing. Uh, I have something happening which I've been so excited to tell you about. I am launching the Marketing Momentum Lab which is a small group program kicking off on Monday, July 25th. It's a high-touch live six-week program that's going to help you gain clarity and confidence around that message that is inside you Get really clear on what you want to share, with who, how, where, and then give you the tools to actually reach those goals so that you can get your message into the right hearts and minds. I'm creating like this really intentional, structured place to build your own visibility and marketing plan. And we're also going to get into some of the uh, the head trash, right? Like we're going to dive into overcoming what you individually struggle with around being seen, putting yourself out there, communicating, and navigating this in a way that feels right for you. So I'm going to help you develop strategies to increase your visibility using some of the more out-of-the-box methods. I'm not talking billboards on the side of the highway here unless that's what's right for you. We're going to talk about community, collaborations, creating connection, creating content, and consistency. And of course, my goal is for you to walk away with a system in place so that you can keep the momentum we build in the Marketing Momentum Lab going long, long after we are done. This past year, one of the things I've really rethought is the word visibility. Visibility is not just about getting in front of audiences and putting yourself out there and saying what you need to say. It's about creating connection to make the impact that you want to make in the world. And we need that. We need you. We need your story. We need positive impact more than ever. So if you are interested in the Marketing Momentum Lab, I'm going to make sure that the link is in the show notes. Um, You can also visit emilyaborn.com and just click the group program at the top. This is going to be limited to only eight people. So basically it is like when those eight spots are full, uh, I'll put you on the wait list for next time, but that is where I'm, I'm capping it. This month on the podcast, we will be diving deeper into the topics of communication, and we're going to look at client communication, 
nonviolent communication, and also how to choose the right mode, method, and frequency of communication for you. So if you want to open up more discussion around this, if this is like something that has piqued your interest, um, I also just want to invite you to join me. I do a office hours monthly. And this month for She Built This, it's going to be on Friday, July 29th from 2 to 4 p.m. My office hours are come as you are, come when you can, leave when you have to. We all learn more about one another. We look at questions, um, what people are struggling with or contemplating, and we just have a really nice, like, connective time to send the week off, and in this case, the month off with. So I'll make sure that that link is in the show notes as well for the office hours. And I just want to leave you with this thought today. I saw this in a quote, and I could not find who the quote was attributed to. It says, bad communication can end good things, and good communication can end bad things. And I just want us to keep in mind that, you know, communication nearly always has a ripple effect. So the question for you is, what kind of waves do you want to be making with your communication? All right, friends, have a great rest of your day and your week. Don't forget to leave me a review for the podcast on Apple. That is how you can communicate with me what you love and what you would love to hear more of on the She Built This podcast. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org. 